Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Let's Level Up. This is going to be episode 4, and um, there's a couple things I wanted to say before we just dive right into this. Um, first and foremost, um, this episode is brought to you by 2d6.org. All of our content is featured both on 2d6.org and letslevelup.net. Um, so be sure to check those guys out. Um, there's a lot of the different bloggers and uh, YouTubers out there involved in tabletop gaming that actually contribute to 2d6.org. And there's a lot of really good opinions there on games, especially around the holiday season, that you may want to take advantage of. Um, so give those guys a listen. Um, guys like Talks from Crits Happen and Undead Viking and some of the other guys uh, have their content go to 2d6.org. So it's a really good site. Um, kind of a one-stop shop for a lot of those, a lot of reviewers. So check that out. Uh, secondly, we are doing a... Um, a bit of a promotion. We're coming right up on our one-year anniversary, and um, we were trying to get 200 likes on our Facebook page and as many YouTube subscriptions as we can get um, until the year ends. And if we can get our goals established before the year end, we're going to be giving away a copy of Mage Wars, um, which is a fantastic game, which we'll be talking about later in this episode. Um, so stay tuned for that. Again, all that information is going to be available on letslevelup.net and all of our social media pages. Anyway, uh, bookkeeping aside, I'm joined today by Hunter from Weapons Grade Tabletop. And uh, Hunter is a great guy. And if you guys have not had a chance to check out Weapons Grade Tabletop, definitely do that. They are on YouTube as well as Facebook and Twitter. So make sure you follow them and subscribe um, because they offer a really good view. And they're Texas guys. And I've got a soft spot in my heart for guys from Texas. So Hunter, why don't you say hello, buddy? Cool. Uh, thanks for the introduction. Uh, yeah, uh, thanks for the promo on the channel. I definitely don't know about the unique take, but uh, I, you know, I like the new followers, of course. Love to see you guys and get your opinion on things. And us Texas guys have to stick together. That's right. <laughs> that's right. You know, I uh, I love how humble you are because you know, that that's actually something that plays in a lot of your videos. And I don't know if you realize it, but um, um, I think the X-wing one in particular that you guys did a couple weekends ago. Um, oh, yeah? You know what? I have no concept of time as well. Let me preface this. So <laughs> it may have been a month or two. Um, I think I saw it a couple weekends ago. I, I really uh -huh. liked how you explained the game. And um, oh. I, I feel, and I don't. You, you probably know him, Rodney Smith from Watch It Played. Mm -hmm. um, you know, yes, Rodney, yes, I love his channel. <laughs> I, I do as well. Um, if you guys are listening to this, you probably know Rodney Smith from Watch It Played. If not... Definitely recommend you checking him out on YouTube and Twitter and Facebook and all that stuff. Um, to me, uh, he provides one of the best gaming channels on the internet. Um, and he doesn't like to do reviews. And um, that's something that I didn't either. Um, but there's a lot of people who are looking for reviews and recommendations like that. So I've kind of molded our channel to that a bit. Um, essentially, mm -hmm. what you play, just they play games and they teach you how to play them as they go through. And a lot of times they offer up a seat at the table to people on the internet. So... Um, anyway, uh, when I was watching you explain how to play X-Wing, you know, I had a very, you know, Rodney-esque moment. You just seemed very, um, into it. Oh, thanks, man. That's, that's, uh, <laughs> that's super humbling. Thank you. Uh, I, I try to, I, I guess I feel like I it can explain things, but I don't want to sound like I'm being a snob or something about it. I just want to kind of connect with people and just show them how to play it and hopefully have fun with it. Yeah, no, and that's, that's. To me, that's the perfect thing to do, right? I mean, we've got, yeah. um, especially us, how long have, has Weapons Grade Tabletop been in existence, as far as the um, channel goes? We had our, 
six months in uh, September, I guess. So I guess March, I think, is when I started. Originally, it was March. Okay, so March. So um, I think we published our first video in February or March. So we're kind of around the same timeline. We started up the idea in January, so we're just coming up on a year. But um, Oh, nice, yeah. One of the things that I've tried to do over the past year is of course build our audience but also try to establish our voice and what it is that we are wanting to do and wanting to say and wanting to speak about um what what tips and tricks do you have for the guys that maybe listen to this that may think hey i want to i want to start a gaming blog or a or a youtube channel or something like that um just overall the feeling of how daunting it can be when you hit those slumps where you're not getting as many views as you like you're not getting the subscriptions that you want and that kind of stuff do you have any advice to our to our would-be brethren out there yeah sure uh i'd say uh go into it i, I kind of jumped into it to be honest i i didn't ever really record things before and i kind of had an idea in my mind of what i wanted to do with uh if i did a channel but I didn't really have as big of a lead-up and planning. I kind of wanted to do it and just started doing it. And I think the voice part of it kind of comes as you do it. Like, I'm still trying to develop what works and what doesn't. Certain things on my channel I've liked that I, I did, uh, I'm starting to do now, uh, like our little, we have kind of like talk-back episodes, kind of like what Rodney does with table talk and things like that. I, I like doing stuff like that. So I'm trying to work that in. Other things I'm, I'm not necessarily cutting out, but I'm cutting back on, like some, some of my uh, battle reports, things like that. I just, it, it, it's harder to do those videos. So it, it's kind of find a balance in that regard. But like when it comes to, um, to people liking your videos, uh, getting subscribers, getting followers, you know, things like that. My first goal was like getting on social media was a big deal. I had never really used Twitter before I started this. I had a Twitter account, but I never really used it. Oh wow! And I found Twitter's yeah yeah just it was I was always on Facebook for the most part, so I hadn't really messed around with it. But as soon as I started this, I opened a Twitter page the same pay the same day I got the channel up, uh, Facebook page, all that stuff. And the Facebook page has done okay, but I haven't gotten as much as much activity on there as I was hoping to. I'm still trying to build up uh, Google Plus, uh, same kind of thing. I, I I get a little bit on there, but not a ton, but. Twitter's been a huge tool for me because I've gotten to connect with, uh, like, you and other uh, reviewers and things out there that, uh, you know, get to actually talk with them quite a bit, uh, collaborate with people, things like that. And it's been a really cool tool. Uh, I get more activity on there than pretty much anywhere else. And, uh, and yeah, you do hit the slumps. I mean, I, I still hit slumps. And every every dislike is it's a little bit of a stab because it's like, oh, there's somebody out there not only didn't like the video but took the time to actually thumb it down. So it's like... <laughs> Oh, man. It's, they have an account, and they took, they took the time to actually hit that button. But, you know, at the same time, it's like, you know, like I, one of my first videos I had was uh, somebody posted a comment that said, you know, it was kind of a waste of time or something like that. Every, a lot of people like that video, but that one guy, you know, took the time to comment. And it was like, you know what, thanks, dude. Uh, uh, that's cool. I, you, you know, I, it's, it's, I take it all as kind of a learning experience. And I'm still, it, it, we had a nice little burst of subscribers, but it's kind of leveled off, and we, we started getting a few more now, so... It's just a, kind of a slow build. It, don't don't expect success overnight, and don't get too down on yourself if you don't get just an explosion of subscribers like right off the bat or something like that. It's it's kind of a build up. You just want to start networking and things like that. No, I I can echo pretty much everything that you just said as well, um, especially the Twitter part. Um, Twitter is by far our most active social media stream, just as far as people that we can reach out to there's a lot of game designers and there's a lot of other bloggers and reviewers out there um who are very accessible via twitter and the, and 
luckily for us, we're in an industry, if you can call it that, that is completely driven um, not only by the marketplace, but by people like us. Um, I'm, I'm sure there's a lot of suit and ties out there uh, in the gaming industry, um, but tabletop is a lot of homegrown guys who are very humble and uh, really had a very, um, I don't know, necessarily stroke of genius, but an idea that they were so passionate about that they wanted to bring it to the masses. And a lot of these guys are getting their starts on Kickstarter. So um, a lot of these guys are just looking for people to talk to so they can t tell you about their game and um you know they're just they're they're clawing and twitter's a good way to find those guys who are needing help um have you had many uh have you had many guys uh, from kickstarter um you know reach out to you and, and and try to get you to look at some of their products not as many from kickstarter reaching out to me i have reached out to a few i actually uh i i, I have spoken with a couple that I, I actually had gotten our first kind of reach out Pretty recently, they never really uh, followed through just yet. I think they're still working on their design. Okay. Uh, so I don't know how that's going to work out. But we, there was another Kickstarter. I guess I don't really. I don't know if it's you know uh, good to mention them. Which ones are which? But yeah, there's there's one that's uh it, there's a their game's pretty much developed. Uh, their original Kickstarter didn't make it, but they're going to be redoing their Kickstarter next year, and they've contacted me to do a review at some point. So oh, that's great, that, man. That done as well. So yeah, it, it, it's it's exciting. I. I Honestly, it was one of those things you go into, you're like, you you know, and that's another thing uh, as far as getting games and things like that. Definitely don't go into this, at, like, because I know there, there's got to be people out there that go into it, see Tom Bassler or something doing collections and see see him getting games on, like, a week, you know, daily basis, getting games just sent to him. Don't go into it wanting free games or because you enjoy it, not because of the, you know, the getting free stuff, but... It's cool to be, you know, noticed to a degree that somebody wants to, you know, get you to look at their product. That's real. It's a really cool feeling, uh, and hopefully, I can start getting more of those in the future as I, uh, as the channel grows and things like that. Yeah, I think um, again, I can echo that a hundred percent. If you're gonna get into this type of work, do it because you're passionate about gaming and because you want to, you want to try to help people out there, right? So, especially if mm -hmm. you're doing reviews. Um, if you're going to be reviewing somebody's product, that's 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 you're potentially telling someone that their child is ugly. <laughs> that's <laughs> it's that's something. A really good comparison. Yeah, it, it's something that a lot of these guys are just so close to their project because they've spent just dozens and dozens of hours, and the hours become days, days to weeks, uh, weeks to months, designing and prototyping and play testing, and then going back to the drawing board because people don't like it. Um, and, and to, to just shred somebody's game out there, it's it's. It, I'm sure it hurts. Um, have you ever have you ever had a game that you've you've done on the channel that you just didn't didn't like? Um, not so far on the for the channel at least. Um, uh, I've I've tended to I get I have the problem where I kind of go through my collection and when I want to review something, it's usually something that I like. Uh, and I don't get I don't have as many new reviews recently or like reviews over the brand new games just because I'm buying my own games and it's a little bit harder for me to buy them right when they come out. Uh, sure. I have had some games where I just, I've thought about reviewing them and just, just kind of passed on them. But I, I have, I, I'm kind of in a weird situation where a lot of the games in my collection, it just tends to be that I, I really enjoy them. I do a lot of research before I buy stuff. So uh, it's harder for me to find games I don't like. I have been sent a long, a long while back. I was sent a game as a, uh, one of the designer was sending it out on Board Game Geek and was just asking if who anyone wanted a free game. It's called Ninja Galaxy, and that was one of the worst games I've ever played in my life. I oh, still no. have that game. I'm <laughs> considered doing that, doing a review on that one just to, 
Just because I remember on that one, I think the designer sent those copies out, and people just kind of blasted it on the game, on the site. It was really, really bad, and he got really mad at people. He was he was posting on the site like, "This is you, I sent you guys free games. Why are you giving me bad reviews?" <laughs> yeah, you can't. Uh... If you have an inferior product, you have an inferior product, and you need to be able to yeah. look at yourself and try to take that criticism, however hard it is, and mm-hmm. um, and, and adapt. What we do, I mean, it, there's an expression, and I'm probably going to butcher it. Um, you know, it's it's those who can't teach, and then uh, there's also something about everyone can be a critic or something like that, or everyone's a critic. Mm-hmm. And it, it's easy yeah. to look at somebody else's product and say, oh, man, that's just, I don't like it. Um but I think at the same time, it's necessary, especially with tabletop games, because there's so many out there, and there's so many people just won't ever hear about. So the more exposure that we can give to these companies, and the more, uh, the more viewpoints and, and, um, and, and eyes that we can put on a, a certain game that we really like, I think the better overall for everybody, because, uh, um, you know, like Mage Wars, there's a lot of people in my town, you know, I live in a very small town. Uh, less than a hundred thousand people, um, but there's not a lot of people who know about Mage Wars, and it's actually I just got one of our local stores to finally stock it after I went and showed them a demo mm-hmm. of it, and uh, so it's there now. And um, but I mean that game is phenomenal, and there's not a lot of people who know about it just oh. because the exposure for tabletop games, uh, you don't see commercials on TV for tabletop games. Um, you, you don't see, like, a, you turn on a, com- a TV for long enough, you're going to see an Activision commercial or whatever the new Call of Duty game is that's coming out this week. And um, you just you don't have that luxury for, for tabletop gaming, which really stinks. Um, yeah, you, you yeah m- I totally agree on that one. You mentioned something earlier about, um, you know, getting thumbs down and, and uh, you know, looking at those bad comments. Um, I remember really the first... The first bad comment I think I ever had was on Facebook, and I remember oh, wow. I remember posting out something, um, and I don't know if my voice was in the it was in the wrong place or what, but I said you know I threw an exclamation point at the end, and I just said hey guys share this page with your friends, and this guy mm-hmm. says, don't ever tell me what to do you piece of shit. <laughs> Oh wow! And then, uh, that so, seems a little aggressive. I'm sure he was he was probably just trolling, um, and you know. So I, I was thinking of like, what can I say to do this? And finally, I just you know what, screw it. I'll just leave it be. And um, you know, there's a couple other guys that kind of jumped on him and just got him the hell out of there. Um, I've also had one when I reviewed. Um, I I guess I should start this off by I really like Mayfair games. The company. Mm-hmm. I'm a big fan of Settlers of Catan, um, but I did a uh, a review for their expansion, Seafarers and Explorers. I may have got that backwards. Ah. It's the, the latest expansion for Catan that's out, and I did a, I did a uh, review for them. A few pirates, m- pirates, I think. Yeah, like it's, it's got pirates and it's got um, like spice traders and something like that. Gotcha. And yeah. um, essentially, what I said about the game is like, I, you know, I it's not a bad game. But I don't see the point of playing this over just playing Catan. It just it takes way longer to set up, and uh, I don't think you get as big a bang for your buck. And I remember the the first and um, the first comment I got was from a guy that basically just said, "Hey, I don't think you've actually played any of the expansions, and I don't think you did this, and um, you know I don't think you maybe are educated enough to know um, essentially to give us a, an educated opinion on this game." 
And my only reply was, you know, you know I've never played a Settlers expansion before, but I don't think I should have to in order to, to tell you if this game, if I feel this game is fun or not. For me, it's just not. Just play Settlers. I mean, there's not a, there's not a necessary... Uh, for me, there's not a reason to buy this game, to pay the $40 for the expansion plus the hour it takes to set the game up um, mm. every time you want to play it. When you could just pull Settlers yeah. out of the box and play it and start playing in 10 minutes. Just done right there. Yeah, and that, that, that's a good point. As far as, like, expertise, that's when you're talking about, like, uh, running a channel, things like that. When I first started, I was, I was always worried, like, you know, getting called out as far as, you know, oh, you're, well, what makes you such an expert kind of thing? You know, I, I'm not somebody that's, like, widely... I've been on Board Game Geek for a while, but it's not like I've posted a ton on there. It's just, you know, kind of just jokes and stuff like that. Nothing crazy, no reviews or anything like that. Uh-huh. So it's one of those things you're worried about, you know, if people are going to respect your own opinion. But at the same time... I mean, anybody could really have an opinion on something, so it's it doesn't make any difference who's more valid than anyone else. You don't like you said, you don't have to play every single Settlers expansion. It shouldn't depend on if Seafarers is good, if the new Pirates one is good or not. It's it's if someone buys this, should they buy this expansion by itself? So yeah, it makes right. sense. I, yeah, I, I completely agree. Um. Well, you know, enough about the woes of running the game <laughs> channel. Um. You know, I think we both. I think I I feel that I definitely am in the in the right place when it comes to uh, you know my motivations for doing this and uh, uh, definitely what we're gonna do in 2014. I'm very excited for um, and I you know I hope you guys have a very good year next year as well. Um, but I wanted to talk to you you know just about how how you got involved with gaming. You know what are some of the first games you played that really got you hooked and that kind of thing. Oh cool yeah uh, so. I started out, uh, obviously, with all the classic stuff, Clue, Monopoly, stuff like that. I, I kind of really got into it because of my dad. Uh, we, we played Risk. was kind of like my... I, it's not really a hobby game. Uh, now it kind of is with Risk Legacy and stuff like that. But Risk was kind of like my first step up from like Clue and things like that. Mm-hmm. And my dad collected a lot of uh, Avalon Hill games. So he, had a, he has a ton of copies. Like, he has like six copies of Panzer Blitz, like four Panzer Leaders, two nice. Arab Israeli Wars, like... Yeah, he used to just stack those things up and just lay out all the maps, and he, he and his friends would have, like, big campaigns and stuff like that. So I was always interested in that, so I was kind of exposed to that hobby side of games around that time. But I didn't really get into it, I guess, uh, collecting it. I, I, I played a lot of Magic, and uh, I played Pokemon first, and then I played Magic through the late 90s and then of the 2000s. And uh, my first real, I guess, hobby board game after that, uh, it kind of took me into uh, Carcassonne. So <laughs> that was, like, my gateway. I didn't, I didn't uh-huh. play it at Catan to start off, but... I always credit Carcassonne as being like that big gateway game. Once, so once I played that, I, the floodgates kind of opened. I started to, uh, I didn't really have a dedicated game store around me. Uh, sure. And that's probably why I stopped kind of, I didn't really stop playing Magic, but I didn't really play again and play too heavily until I got back into, got actually got into college and had a store near me. Mm-hmm. And the same thing with board games. I kind of started, we had like a local store at that point. I'm right near Austin here, so I could actually go someplace and get, get, get games. So, uh, that was about, Carcassonne was about when I started, but I guess that's 02 when I first uh, got into that, and that was, uh, I guess I was in high school, earlier high school. That, that, we had a, like a board game slash calendar store that opened to the mall, and that was where I got that. Nice. Yeah, there, there are a couple games, as far as board games go. Uh, I grew up playing Dungeons and Dragons. That was, that was my nice. gateway drug into pretty much everything. Um, so everything I, I, I oftentimes bring up RPGs as, you know, kind of my bread and butter game because I just spent probably weeks of my life over the, over the course of my life just playing, you know, the, pretending I was somebody else and, and, and getting lost in fantasy universes. 
Um, but I remember I had a tabletop game when I was very young, and it was um, it was they had a Super Nintendo game that was based on it. It was called Doom Troopers. I don't know if you remember that at all. I have heard of that game actually. <laughs> but yeah, it was a. I'd love to see if I could find a copy of it out there if it's not too expensive. But it was a very cool kind of. Um, almost post-apocalyptic future type thing where mankind is all but wiped out and there's all these demons out there and i remember the miniatures aspect of things they just they were so detailed from what from my from my childhood vision i'm having here um and just how cool it was and there was a lot of awesome mechanics like grenades and things like that that i just didn't think you could do in a in a board game you know, I didn't because up until that point, all the board games I had played were things like, of course, all your traditional card games. But you know, Sorry, Monopoly, uh, Clue, uh, even some Risk and stuff like that. So it was a very, to me, it was a very sophisticated take. And then uh, shortly after that, I started playing Hero Quest and some of those other types of games. And mm -hmm. um, you know, from there, it's it's just kind of been history. But um, yeah, it's really weird. I always go back to those old games. Like uh, everyone remembers Hero Quest and. Uh... Uh, I guess like the '80s games, like Dark Tower and things like that. And I feel I feel like I was kind of cheated. I was I was born in '86, and it seems <laughs> like right after the '80s, all the cool miniature games. Like I I ended up playing Warhammer in the late '90s and things like that eventually. But I missed out on all the cool stuff like uh, that and the old Space Hulk and stuff like that, like Hero Quest. I missed out on all the cool stuff. It oh, seems yeah. like apparently in '91 they're just like, no, no, cut it off, cut off all the cool games. <laughs> We're gonna come up with the uh, with all the crappy stuff. Not, it wasn't crappy in the nineties. I'll take that back. Uh, Fireball Island. I need a copy of that. But <laughs> like all the cool miniature based games and like the dungeon delving games. That stuff just disappeared. Yeah, you know what I think it was. I think it was Nintendo. You know, when Nintendo really took off and they started getting the Super Nintendo, a lot of that energy that people had when they got into creating games, they started switching that more to the video medium. Um, you know, I'd like to like to see some data on that, like where the game companies went, you know, during that time. Because a lot of them I either went under or just probably got bought out by somebody else, I'd imagine. Um, yeah, a lot of the games, once you got to the 90s, they started getting just a ton of plastic, like like Fireball Island, the one I even mentioned there. You, you had all the games that had, like, the motorized components and things that required less attention, more just, like, flashing cool stuff happening. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's something that... Um, Sorry, my mic was doing something funny, and I had to mute it for a second, so I don't know if you heard a pop there or not, but I apologize if so. Um, uh, uh, <laughs> you mentioned flashy pieces, and this is a kind of a bad comparison, but I think one of the most underrated games of all time is Mousetrap. Did you ever play that as a kid? Uh, yeah, I have. I, I think I have a copy of Mousetrap somewhere. Do you have a... Oh, man. Uh, I would like to see how that plays now that I'm well in, uh, very close to 30. Um, well into my 20s, because I remember that game. I remember being so frustrated because it would hardly ever work, but when it did, I just remember being blown away. It was like just jumping into an episode of Looney Tunes. And you always lose that marble, man. That, I don't even think mine has a marble. Mine's, mine has like a real marble in there somewhere, like just a, an actual shooter. That's awesome. Um one of the you know one of the last things I wanted to talk with you, Hunter. We try to keep these around a half hour, and we're 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 approaching that now. So, um, one of the things I wanted to talk to you, you know, holidays are coming up. I know there's definitely some games that I think people should have if they don't already. But what are the you know, uh, you know, five games that people should have if they don't? 
five games that people should have. Well, I kind of I'll, I'll separate it into a few for stockings and a few for like main purchases, I guess. As far as like stocking stuff for type games, uh, I've been harping on these probably all year at this point, and most people probably have them, but uh, they're kind of like intro games for me now. Love Letter, it's a huge one for me. Gotta have it now. It's it's there's no there's so many there's two editions already, and I think there's another one coming out uh, with Legend of the Five Rings theming. So, I mean, there's no reason not to have it. Hanabi is another one that I've really enjoyed. Uh, those are perfect stocking stuffer type games. Uh, as far as newer games that just came out, I I haven't really talked about it on my channel much, but I'm, I'm kind of in the same boat with you as far as Mage Wars. I, I want to play that quite a bit more. And they're coming out with a lot, a lot of new content for it now. I, I content, I, like I'm doing downloadable content, new expansions for it now. Well, you know, and, that's, uh, that's, that's a, good way, a good way to describe it. It's, an expansion is just more content, right? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, it's I, I I've seen a lot of the newer stuff coming out of uh, Essen and uh, at stuff they showed at BGG Con. I don't really have an opinion on it just because I haven't got to play any of that stuff yet. Uh, I I, I want to play Lewis and Clark for myself. That's the one I want to play. Mm -hmm. uh, but I don't think I could recommend it since you know it's not out there yet. But uh, it's it's kind of hard. Major Wars is a definitely a top contender. I'll say. Uh, the the other two it's it's hard for me to recommend because they're they're kind of expandable but I really like X Wing and I really like Netrunner those are my two big like newer newer games that obviously new stuff coming out for them all the time mm -hmm. and uh, Netrunner if you're into anything as far as like Magic Gathering or if you play used to play that or played any collectible card games it's it's right up there it's right up your alley and I know a lot of people already play it uh, but I've have, I'm actually having a harder time getting local people to play that game and uh, I don't know. It's 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 almost like well, Magic's kind of having a resurgence around here. Uh, just oh, in it, general, it, I think. Yeah, I think it is in general. It's it's getting uh, yeah. with Theros and probably 2014, maybe even Return yeah, to Return Ravnica and Great Crash. It's just been catching like wildfire here again. Yeah, and then the Xbox released it for free online. That I definitely saw a big spike in that, and it's been a little harder to uh, get people to play. But I really, I I really like that game, and I want more people to play. So I'm gonna recommend it. So get it. <laughs> no, I agree. And, you know what? And it's and it's twenty bucks for the core set, or twenty five bucks. Same thing with X Wing. Oh, yeah. So you can get yeah, them, you can get the core set and play. And uh, you know, if you decide you like it, you're not, or you don't like it, you're not really out of a big investment. And if you decide you like it, the expansions, which is how they get you, of course, they're you know <laughs> six or seven bucks an expansion, and you get either twenty cards or a figure or two or something like that. In the case of X Wing. And then you just keep on buying because it, they, I mean they're both really good products. Oh yeah, definitely. And and I guess as like a last one, I guess would be the resistance. This is it, there's a lot of newer uh, resistance type games that are coming out. No two rooms in a boom looks really cool. I have I've gotten to print that out and try it out a little bit. It's been it's been pretty cool. Uh, That's awesome. The uh, uh, I know there's coup coming out or coups out, which seems pretty cool. Council of Verona has the same kind of idea. Uh, but Resistance is always just a big hit. I, I, that's kind of like leaning towards... Uh, I'd say the three smaller games are for people that haven't played a lot of games. I think the Resistance is a really good gateway game just because it would be really fun over the holidays with your family. No, uh, I, I, I definitely echo that. Um, there's a few you mentioned. Um, Netrunner, I think you've got to have it if you don't have it already. It's really, really fun. And I'm kind of in the same boat as you. There's not a lot of local people who know of the game. Um, to really, and if they've seen it on the shelf, um, they may not given it a chance because they're so vested in Magic or you know some of those other games right now. Um, but Netrunner is 
absolutely fantastic. It's essentially a, uh, a take on the Android universe and that basically puts a corporation versus a hacker in kind of a one-on-one attacker versus defender role. And um, the hacker's job is to hack into the corporation, steal some sensitive data files and get the heck out of there before he gets caught or he or she gets caught. And uh, the corporation's job is to stop him. And uh, do Blade whatever. Runner nef- the card game. Yeah, yeah. It's whatever nefarious acts that they were trying to do, get away with it without getting caught. So, um, really fun. Uh, X Wing is a lot of fun as well. Um, I definitely, if I had to recommend any game to anybody right now, it's going to be Mage Wars because that's. Um, it's one of the most strategic games I think I've ever played. Um, and I say that, 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 that um, you may roll your eyes when you hear that, but you can do so much and Mage Wars, and what really makes Mage Wars stand out from something like Magic, which, you know, Magic's known for its customization, you can, there's an infinite amount of deck options out there, um, Mage Wars, you kind of are set with a certain stock when you buy the core set, um, but you can actually customize your spell tomb, and Mage Wars, you actually, you, you ready two spells out of the tomb, um, each turn, you don't have to worry about drawing them from a pile, so you actually get to open up a physical book, pull out two cards, and ready them, um, and then you're essentially dueling one or more mages um, to the death. Um, but you get to pick your strategy as you're going through. You don't have to rely on a deck pool or uh, getting that top card. You play whatever's going to be best for you in that moment, and your opponent's doing the same thing. So it really gives you, a, I think, a more visceral um, dueling mages um, experience. It's it's dripping with theme. It's got uh, dripping with theme is a common. I say too much, but yeah. it is it is totally dripping with theme. It's uh, it's it's take take your entire deck of magic, just lay it out in front of you. You get to use anything you want. It's like taking all everything that was good about Summoner Wars and everything that's good about Magic and improving on both of them and smashing it together. Yeah, and it's just I mean, and the two expansion packs they've got for it now um, are just really good. Um, essentially they're giving you more mage combinations. The, the first expansion was Force Master and Warlord, and the second expansion they just released is the Necromancer and the Druid. Um, and then the core set comes with, I think, the Wizard, um, who does a lot of lightning and arcane magics, and the Warlock, which has a lot of demon summoning and fire-based magics. There's the Beastmaster, of course, um, who can summon a lot of nature animal animals and beasts and things like that, and then the priestess, um, who's got a lot of holy-esque abilities. And um, I think I've played pretty much every combination of the core set of just the standard deck, so now I'm actually trying to expand my, you know, getting more people into it and maybe even running some tournaments here or something like that to, to really kind of up that, because the game is just... Um, it, it takes a little bit longer to play, though, um, I'm sorry, I'm kind of going off on a different tangent here now. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, it takes about an hour and a half to play. So it's not one of those games you can bust out like Magic and play a couple hands over your lunch break. This is something that you kind of sit down and, and really have to dive into. Yeah, I'd say that's the only big drawback for it. Not, and to me, it's not a huge drawback. I know for some people, the link they want for a card game is like, you know, uh, about 30 minutes to an hour. But to be fair, I don't really see it as a card game. I mean, it's a card. It's a game that involves cards, if that makes any sense. It almost it plays more like a tactical, like war game almost. Or something, yeah, no, or like it a does. Game even for sure it does. I remember when I was reading through the the rule book, and uh, you mentioned two rooms in a boom. Um, Alan Girding, the guy who's one of the guys behind two rooms in a boom, actually did some things for uh, Arcane Knights on their YouTube nice. channel to t- actually teach people how to play Mage Wars. Um, and I remember oh, cool. I remember one of the things I actually had to stop because I thought it was just so silly. 
when I was reading the rule book, it said, um, when you're playing Mage Wars and you're confused about a rule, just keep playing and then do whatever you think would actually happen if, if magic was real. <laughs> and I thought, I thought like, oh man, that's such a silly, what a silly thing to say. And then I actually found myself playing the game and, um, you know, having to, this is not the exact uh, instance, but um, something like burn. Oh, what does burn do? Well, I think burn would probably deal damage over time each round on the upkeep phase or something like that. Sure enough, that's what it did. So, I mean, it's, um, you know, I, at first something I rolled my eyes with, I ended up actually saying, oh, you know, they pretty much hit it right on the head with their rule book. <laughs> there you go. They, they thought about it before you even thought about it. <laughs> yeah. Um, but definitely, definitely you got to get Mage Wars if you don't have it already. Netrunner is yes. another one you've you got to get. Um, the Resistance as well. I've introduced yes. probably two dozen people to the Resistance this year. And it um, we gave a copy of the Resistance away in our first ever social media giveaway. And um, that game is just phenomenal. It's just a great, great party game. And it's a, it's a good thing. You can literally play the Resistance with anybody. And the more variety you get in your gaming group, um, the better experience you're going to have. I, I will say I've played the Resistance so much with the same people that we just know each other's tells and we know when something's working or not working and who's doing what. And it's just, it's taken a little bit of the mystery out of the game, a little bit of the magic, but it's also a game I can pull open and play with my family who don't game and um, have a completely different experience with them. Yeah, it does get a little stagnant with the same people. Uh, we, we have that kind of come up with, like my girlfriend's face just gets super red when she has to lie, so <laughs> you kind of know when it's happening. But it, it's still a ton of fun, even with the even with just my group. But yeah, it, it's one of those things you can just break out anywhere. I, it, I know a lot of people, you know, some people not a lot of people, some people prefer Werewolf. Having to have a moderator kind of hurts that game for me. But I think Resistance is one of those games that's going to just be kind of like a classic type game, is like Wits and Wagers or kind of party games that have just been like our staples now. It's just. It's not going anywhere. It's it's going to be the one to get for years to come. Yeah. Um, last two games to mention. Um, there is one that's it's not necessarily a new game, but if you don't have it, you you gotta get it. Um, that's Betrayal at House on Hill. It's just one of the, and they've actually <laughs> featured this on tabletop recently. Um, I say recently. It was probably yes. a month or two ago now. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> recently. I have, I have a very bad habit of. Uh, releasing a review of the of the game that B tabletop just happens to be doing that week, like the same day that they're doing that oh yeah it's ter it, it, it's like oh yeah no that that's totally not planned good job guys yeah, and well, I, I did the exact same thing with betrayal <laughs> i did that with um uh with resistance i actually was looking out and there wasn't a lot of resistance videos online so i was like man i've got to do some resistance videos so i did one for resistance i did one for avalon and uh, man, they they were they're actually getting some pretty good numbers. I think uh, Avalon video, pretty good numbers for me is around twenty five hundred views a video, something like that. So that's, I think mm -hmm. our biggest one on the channel right now has got five thousand views, and that's one of our video game reviews we did or, or playthroughs. Um, but I remember after the tabletop episode released, it just no traffic to it. As soon as Will Wheaton puts his hands on something, he everyone wants to watch what he's doing. Um, oh yeah. Oh yeah, uh, but <laughs> betrayals kind of what happened. <laughs> yeah, betrayals a really good game. It's 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 something that um, it's really a, a two act game. Um, the first act, uh, everybody is kind of investigators and they're investigating this creepy old mansion for whatever reason, um, and then uh, something happens in the game, and one of generally one of the group, um, what happens uh, is they they essentially become the traitor, 
and uh, they have their own nefarious. They basically lured everybody there to the mansion for an for some specific reason, and they're trying to kill each other now. Or you're, they're trying to kill you, and you've got a certain win condition. And what really makes the game cool is that there's over 50 different scenarios in the game um, that you can choose from, or rather that that can happen. So you're constantly getting a, a fresh experience. Um, have you played Have you played many rounds of Resistance Hunter? Oh, sorry, of uh, uh, ba- Betrayal. Betrayal. Yes, Betrayal uh, is one of my favorites. Actually, I, uh, right after I got Carcassonne, actually one of my one of those first games I was uh, at that same store uh, back when I guess Hasbro, the Avalon Hill Hasbro thing was kind of going under. Uh, they had Betrayal on sale for like ten bucks, Robo Rally, and all those type of games. Nice. So I, I've had, I I pretty much got it. it. Was like my second game I ever bought, and I've been pl- I played the crap out of that game. Mine's pretty much beat to heck. I, I need to get a newer copy, honestly, but. Uh, yeah, I love that game. We we played it a lot. Of, we played a lot around Halloween, obviously. But we, uh, uh, man, we played the crap out of that. I think the last one I, I ended up being the. It, it's the first time I've ever had a scenario where my a character was actually named as a traitor in the book. It told the name of the character, and I happened to be that guy. Oh, nice, nice. That's cool. I remember the the last time I played. Um, just to give you some different um, examples of what can happen. Um, if I find an omen card in a specific room, I make a haunt roll and basically take the dice and I roll. And if I get um, under the total number of omens that are on the table, the haunt happens. And then we look up at the table, depending on what room I was in, what item I was in, this is who the traitor is. Um, and that also tells you what scenario you're playing as well. So there's a lot of different variations there. Um, I, but I forget yeah, the like room. If... Go ahead. Oh, sorry. Yeah, it's like it's like if Scooby in the game are exploring Scooby something, and then, and then <laughs> yeah, Shaggy yeah. becomes a mass murderer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he just finally freaks out and uh, just starts trying to kill everybody. Um, <laughs> but I had one where, um, and this isn't too big of a spoiler, I hope. Um, but essentially, we got shrunk down to the size of mice in the last game we played, and um, the the traitor. Um, basically had a, a tabby cat or something like that that he, that he released. And then it was the cat basically trying to kill us while we were trying to escape in a toy airplane from the mansion. So, um, And they have, they have scenarios like that that are very silly, and then they also have scenarios where you're trying to open up like a portal to the Elder Gods and release Cthulhu on everybody and something. That just yeah, really kind of takes the insanity up a level. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's it's a great game. I, I I second that recommendation highly. I I didn't really think about it because I, I usually think about that one more about Halloween, but it is totally awesome. It's a great game. Yeah, it really is. I mean, it's one of my favorite games out out there right now. And the um, I think the last game that I'd say if you have to have, if you don't already have it, um, you know, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say a legendary. Um, I I think the core set's probably still a little too expensive. But Legendary really shines with the Dark City expansion pack, um, introducing a lot more of those Marvel Knights and some of those other um, mechanics, like with guys like Nightcrawler and things like that, really makes the game a lot of fun. Um, and if you haven't played Legendary, it is a, uh, it's basically an upper deck game, and it plays kind of like Ascension. And uh, essentially, it's a cooperative version of that, and in a Marvel theme. So everybody plays or is, is, is building a deck and trying to get... Um, heroes from their hero pool to defeat whatever mastermind and whatever scheme you're playing. But there's a lot of different variations on what can happen depending on the the elements that are in play, depending on the scheme that you have, 
um, that, that adjusts your victory conditions and your losing conditions, and then the Mastermind has his own thing as well. So that game's a lot of fun. Uh, last time I checked, the core set for that was still $45 or $50 or something mm-hmm. like that. So it's a little bit more pricey, and if you don't already have Mage Wars, I'd recommend getting Mage Wars first. Um, but Legendary's a lot of fun. Yeah, that's one I've been really wanting to play. I actually haven't had a chance to play it. I, I, the, that's the price has been keeping me off of it, unfortunately. Because yeah, fifty bucks for a card game is a little pricey, but I'm still gonna get it. It's just gonna take me a little bit longer. I might I might have to wait for a sale or something. But uh, I'm almost hoping. I, I I just got a message from my Secret Santa on Boarding Geek, and they said that they got me a game and an expansion for my wish list. So I'm hoping Legendary in Dark City. Let's, let's I'm hoping. <laughs> that's what I'm hoping for. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Oh, what am I thinking? Um. I actually have another game, and this is actually, to me, just as important important as Mage Wars. If you haven't played and you don't own Smash Up yet, you got to get oh, yeah. Smash Up. Smash Up is just a ton of fun, and that's another game that's really it's it's a gateway game. So it's really simple to play, really simple to learn, and it'll get non gamers into gaming. I think just because of the theme and uh, how easy and fun it is to actually play. Um, and they've super got accessible. Yeah, they've got a few expansion packs for that now. They're about to release their third, and um, it's just it's just a ton of fun. So, you guys check out those games, and um, you know we'll kind of wrap things up now. Uh, Hunter, I'd like to thank you so much for uh, taking the time to talk with us today. Uh, I wish you all the best with Weapons Grade Tabletop. You guys, please make sure you follow Hunter's stuff um, on YouTube. It's I think Weapons Grade Channel. Is that right? Yeah, it'll be Weapons Grade Channel on YouTube, uh, Weapons Grade uh, Channel on Facebook, I believe, and WG Tabletop on uh, Twitter. Yeah, so de- make sure you follow them, and uh, we'll include a link to that and everything in our blog post with this episode. Um, and as always, please subscribe, follow, do everything you can do to help out Let's Level Up. Really, the best thing you can do for us, if you guys listen to this, is just tell a couple of your friends about it, or tell some people in the industry about the channel and what's going on. If any of you guys ever want to come and talk about games, you can hit us up on Twitter and Facebook or shoot us an email um, at letslevelup.net at gmail.com, and we'd be more than happy to set something up. And again, support gaming and uh, you know support Weapons Great Tabletop. Hunter, do you have any last words on the um, uh, for the podcast and for the view- or listeners? rather? Thank you guys for having me on. Thank you for having me on. Uh, and definitely check out Let's Level Up. I really lo- enjoy your videos, man. Uh, Kind of, I don't know. I've always uh, watched your channel as kind of like a kind of a brother channel since we started around the same time. I've kind of tracked whatever each of us have been doing. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, no, I agree. Thanks for having me on. It's it's been it's been been a lot of fun. Hopefully, we could do something again in the future. Yeah, I definitely think so. I think this is uh, you know, uh, I think we have a long road together uh, <laughs> in the next coming <laughs> years. So I wish you all the best, Hunter, and uh, good luck with the channel and everything. And guys, as always, thank you so much, and game on.